This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch... Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Happened in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners City. 
Satellite Guy TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. All white there, all white at the back. How the devil are we all? Yeah, I say it before Nippon does. <laughs> what are we doing? Did you watch the game today? Amazing. Well, I didn't, but I am told it was amazing. All I can say is Kappa missing a penalty could not have happened to a nicer guy. Well, when I say nicer, I mean, you remember he refused to come off in the final? <laughs> Up yours, Kappa. You got exactly what you deserved. I am so glad that it happened to you. But let's just, for a minute, I want to get serious. You can see the background today is blue and yellow. And I just want to say, um, for what it's worth, coming from, from myself, but um, we all get behind Ukraine and uh, we all stand together with them in the face of what they are going through. Um, so thoughts with everybody there, like I say, from Ukraine. Um, Jordan, good evening. You must be extremely happy, extremely happy. Um, and Richard, good evening. Or as I now call him, obviously, Richard hyphens, Chubby Cox. How the devil are you, sir? Good win for you today as well. Um, I've forgotten what it's like to win, I tell you. Uh, well, in the Premier League anyway. Um, this time last year, I'm going to be honest with you. Well, I see, I like a bit of role play. Don't get me wrong. In the right time, at the right place, it's nice. But We've got role reversal because this time last year, I was able to totally and utterly take the Wii out of my guests tonight. I think it's the other way around. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. 60 minutes of football fun and banter with Chris and Lester Till I Die TV. Are you ready? Ready? Let's get ready And we'll say good evening to Melina. Good evening, Melina. How the Hi, devil are you? Thank you for having me on your show today. I'm really looking forward to it. I think the last time I was on here was when Arsenal trashed Leicester City uh, the last time we played each other. I can't remember. <laughs> I, to be totally honest with you, we get trashed by so many teams <laughs> these days. It all blurs into one. But no, I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad that both our teams didn't play today, uh, yes. this week actually, so it's a bit of a rest for us and uh, less headache, that's for sure. Well, neither, neither of us lost, let's be honest with you, there yeah. is that to it. <laughs> and uh, just in case anybody's wondering, just give everybody a shout out um, where people can find you, because you have your own channel, and I mean, we, you are sort of a big Arsenal fan, but you do a lot of non-Arsenal stuff as well, don't you? Uh, yes, Chris, thank you for having me on your show today. I'm looking forward to our chat, and those of you in the chat who want to check out my channel, I do Arsenal and Fantasy Premier League related content as well, and my channel is called Miss Molina on YouTube. Thank you so much. You are more than welcome. And I, I know what you're all thinking. Where's Dan? <laughs> because we always seem to be joined at the hip at the moment, but I'm pleased to say I have got somebody that is, and I don't mean this offensively, Dan, but she's a darn sight prettier than you are. <laughs> she's also, also Melina's got a lot more hair than, than, than you or me put together. But if you uh, if you did happen to watch um, the watch-along we did yesterday with Dan, on Dan's channel, actually, um, just in case he needs me today, I am ready, Dan. I've got the, <laughs> I've got the purple ready. You know, just uh, I ended up going on to his show 
bless him, he was having so many technical difficulties that he ended up going. And I was like, hello, Turf Moor TV here. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you? <laughs> he, he was having problems with the own <laughs> own uh, own channel. Uh, and good evening. How the devil are you, sir? <laughs> Kepper's pen just landed in my garden. Oh. <laughs> I tell you what, until, until Kepper came on, I suppose you wanted Liverpool to win, didn't you, uh, yeah, Marina? I couldn't stand um, Chelsea. I can't stand them uh, as much as Man United, I would say. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, they're only World Cup champions, aren't they? I mean, there's you know, nothing that you've got to be jealous about. <laughs> oh, well. Did, did I say that out loud? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to. <laughs> Look, I'm going to get enough stick off you during the show, so I'm going to get mine <laughs> in first. Uh, we didn't play. Neither of us played this weekend, which was probably for Leicester was a good thing. I mean, your season, we talked a lot last season. And you were having a dreadful season, and I know yeah. you. I know you weren't one of the ardent Arteta out people. You were very much, you know, you looked at it uh, from from a real fan's perspective. You stuck with him. I mean, you're currently sat in six, but you've got two games, three games in hand three on games. Man United in fourth, yes. and you've won your last three. Is he turning it round for you? Um, you know, Chris, after the January transfer window happened, we didn't ended up we didn't end up signing anyone. I was really questioning, you know, what are we going to do up front with the striker situation now that Abemiang has gone to Barcelona? And I think that move might have not happened if he had it left to Barcelona the day before uh, to mm. um, uh, Spain. Now, you know, seeing that we're only playing with what we have, we only play one game a week. I think we've been doing well a lot better than last season. We're seeing some form of structure, some movement here, and some consistency from the team. I like the movement, the the footwork, and um, the amount of volume our goalkeeper has. When he first signed for us, I really questioned that signing. I thought, bloody hell, this guy's going to get us relegated because he was relegated from the last two teams that he played with. Uh, right now, you know, it's between us, Man United, and Tottenham. I don't take Tottenham seriously. Antonio Conte doesn't seem like the manager who, you know, with uh, Daniel Levy, I don't see things going along there in terms of their management rules. So I think top four is our slews at the moment as it stands. Would you include West Ham? They didn't mention West Ham. Yes, but West won, Ham as know. well. They're they're yeah. doing well and they're trying to bounce back. I know they won today with a 1-0 one, one win. Mm. Um, but... I want to see what more do we have to offer? Will we continue to be consistent? Will we continue to be continuant across these teams that we have to play next? And need I say, games in hand don't necessarily mean points on the board. They don't. You, you know, you've don't. seen that from Tottenham Hotspur. You've seen that from Man United earlier on a few game hmm. weeks ago. So just because we have games in hand, I want to see points converted on the board. I mean, thank you for that, because we've got game in hands and I was pinning my hopes on that. But uh, I'd say that just kind of sums up Leicester's season. But, I mean, I know sort of everybody expected Leicester to do well this season um, after the last two. Uh, and I know a lot of Leicester fans, including Ant, that I've just put up there, do get over and check out Ant's channel and Beyond the 90 Leicester as well. Two great Leicester channels. He absolutely, totally wants Rodgers out. I just think it's been a difficult season but if Leicester can't do it, and no disrespect to Arsenal, no disrespect to Tottenham, 
Um, no disrespect to Man United, but I'd love to see a team like either West Ham or Wolves just break into that top five, six by the end of the season and stay there because it does give hope to everybody outside that. To smaller six. teams outside, yeah. Yeah. You know, we know Man City and Liverpool, one of those two are going to win it. And nice to see that that sort of opened up again. Chelsea are probably going to be third. After that, I think it's got a bit boring, but it's kind of got exciting again a little bit. Yeah. You know. Do you think you can definitely make that top four? Uh, No, I'm not entirely, you know, I can't bet my bottom dollar on it. Mm. But I think, you know, with us, you know, only playing one game a week, Man United still having to play, you know, the round of 16 in the Champions League against Atletico Madrid. They still have a lot of games to play. And, you know, their players, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, I think that was just a commercial signing for them. I don't think it's been working out as well, you know, as great as he is for for Man United. I think they have a lot of dead wood to clear. And that's one thing that we did in the January transfer window. We got rid of a lot of our dead wood players that were from the Wenger and Unai Emery era. So, you know, that's a bonus. But if you ask me, you know, is it a guarantee or or solid definite that Arsenal would be that top four? I, I can't. Um, I think this season will will end pretty tight. Yeah. And, and in fact, a lot of clubs didn't do enough, you know, any business in uh, in yes. January. I mean, the big clubs did, I suppose, that have got like oil money or, you know, a billion pound from Grealish. But the rest of us sort of <laughs> we didn't. It's uh, you know I think we're still sort of recovering from COVID and you know with yes. the finances and um, it's always a bad window January anywhere you overpaying for players. A that, lot of players don't you know, really want to move middle of the season, no, right? This is it. I think a lot more and more players are liking to sort of maybe sit on the substitute bench but get a nice big uh, wad of money at the end yeah. of it. Um, I mean, you mentioned there, and I must admit, when we won the, the trophy, the Premier League uh, title, which you may remember we, we did do in yes. 2015-16, not as recently as the FA Cup, which, of course, we won last season. Of course I remember that. You remember How that? How I forget? Yeah, well, <laughs> I have reminded you uh, often enough. But no, when we won the Premier League, the advantage we had that we didn't have any European football. And we'd got knocked out of the cup. So, yeah. you know, you, you mentioned that that sort of is going to help you. And I think it will make a big difference for you. We got knocked out of two domestic trophies already, like the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. So mm. the only thing we have left to play for is that top four spot to, you know, try to attract players, hopefully with Champions League football, because bloody hell, need I tell you how long it's been since we've been battered by, you know, the likes of Bayern or uh, Barcelona, the days Messi was at Barcelona. Um, <laughs> you know, whether we do well in the Champions League or not, I think getting to that Champions League spot, you're able to attract a lot more players like the likes of a Yuri Tillemans, who, you know, in the summer, uh, I think he's expressively stated he wants Champions League football. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, and, and in fairness, we are resigned to losing him. Uh, you know, if he's not committed after 12 months of negotiations, the clues are pretty much there, yes. let's be honest with you. But he's not committing now. He's not committed in January because he does want to see who's in the Champions League places. And if if that's you, if that's... Man United, whoever gets that fourth position, are in with as much a chance as anybody else. But um, it will all depend on that. You need to get that Champions League football if you want to get um, um, Tillemans. Um, I'm going to come back and ask you this because, of course, we've just managed to sort of get through our our amazing Europa Conference League 
game yeah. against a team that nobody had ever heard of, and you had to had to look up in the map to see where it was these days. Not unlike Arsenal. Um, you, uh, I mean, would I mean last season a lot of Arsenal fans were saying no, we'd sooner finish sort of eighth and not have to play in that competition, etc. Um, if that happened this season, because I think you're going to finish in that top seven. Uh, would you take Europa Conference League? Would you take Europa Conference League? Chris, you asked me this exact same question last season when I was on here with Craig and mm. uh, the other lads. And I said, no, I don't think I would take Europa Conference League. Um, I don't. See, I think that burns out your players. I don't see it as a legitimate competition. Um, you saw with Tottenham, they couldn't even get through much of the... Con- they were struggling in the Conference League. Um, and I know you guys did well earlier on uh, against Rangers, I believe, right? Uh, you won 3-1 with uh, Brace by yeah. uh, Madison himself. But I just don't don't see a purpose in it. I don't think being in Conference League, you can attract much players. And I know that's, you know, your only way up. But I'd rather not have European football again than be in a Conference League. And that's saying something. Yeah, is it? I don't. Is it because it's called conference? I mean, that doesn't help, does it? Because immediately you say that in England, and we think of like the fifth tier of football, yeah. you know, outside. The, so it's a bad name to start with. But surely, if you finished eighth and didn't have European football at all, being in the conference with a chance of winning it, which Arsenal would be one of the favourites if you were in it. And the chance to then that would automatically give you Europa League if you didn't qualify for the Champions League, and it's a, and and it's a trophy. Would you not want that? Because there's no um, guarantee at the end of the day finish, you're going to win. Finish eighth again, Chris. That's a failure of a season for me, considering we spent mm. 160 million uh, in the yes. summer window, and I think that would be a huge failure for us. And I really don't think I don't see us finishing to that extent. Uh, hopefully not. You know, I don't want to jinx my team. Uh, we all know how Leicester's jinxes have been working out so far. But uh, what I do want to say is, I get your point. Hypothetically, if we were to finish eighth again this season, which would be now three seasons in a row we finish eighth, then yeah, Conference League would be our only option. Either that mm. or no football. No European football, I yes. mean. And, you know, I would rather us strive to get to that, you know, uh, Europa League spot. So then maybe Conference League would be the only alternative. Yeah. I mean, for me, I suppose, you know, being a team that isn't qualifying for Europe as often as Arsenal have been or Man United or any of those have been, I- I'm quite happy sort of in Europe. And I think if we'd if we'd got through and played Barcelona like Lazio did, uh, or Napoli, yeah. sorry, they, <laughs> we'd have been stuffed, I think. But to, to win it in the inaugural season... I just think it, it is kind of special. That's what I'm pinning my hopes on anyway. Um, Bella, good evening. How are you? Sorry that we didn't lose just how you wanted. However, Melina is happy with us. Let, let, let's, let's, Mella, let's just get this right because, yeah, I don't like Watford, but it's only because of how your owners, that they, they literally treat football club as if it's a game of FIFA. And anybody who knows me and has been in, in the group chats recently know what I think about FIFA uh, games. But you, you get rid of managers, you, you change your manager more than they, the moment, you know, they change their underwear. I mean, it's just ridiculous. That's why I don't like Watford. Other than that, I've 
nothing nothing particularly against them. But we'll, we'll come on to your game uh, very shortly. But there was a Premier League game, even though Leicester and Arsenal, two of the biggest teams, weren't in it this weekend. Uh, let's have a look and see. Um, I have gone too far there. Let me go back. Yeah, so there's one game on Friday, uh, Melina, and it's Southampton-Norwich. Um, it was 2-0. Um, and as you can see there, I always, I just put, I did actually get that one right. I went for Southampton. Oh, uh, Norwich had a bit of a mini comeback, but it seems to be a little bit um, bubble burst at the moment. Uh, Norwich are really struggling to finish in that final third. I think they played well in the first, you know, 15, 20 minutes, but it, mm. it just seems like they couldn't get a break breakthrough and couldn't break down Southampton's defense. Uh, Shea Adams has been a player you've seen at the start of the season, the way uh, Southampton have carried themselves. Uh, Shea Adams was, was um, mm. always on the score sheet oftentimes, and it's good to see him coming back uh, to, you know, his momentum and finding that form again with Southampton. Um, Norwich, it, they were piss poor. Uh, I hate to say it, Chris, but they didn't look like in that Just second half. Just say what you think. Don't sit on the fence, Melina. Uh, in that second <laughs> half, they didn't look like scoring at all. They had no opportunities whatsoever. Um, and they just couldn't, you know, trying to finish in that final third. And Norwich, you couldn't put them two in the same sentence. And I've got to say, and, and Mela, look, look, following this could apply to, to Watford. I mean, Southampton are slowly going about their business. Yes. They 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 aren't getting bad press or good press. They're just sort of sort of there. But over the last two seasons, we know we beat them nine nil. Man United the following season beat them nine nil. They've stuck by by Ralph Husenthal, and he, he's he's getting on with his job and he's doing really well. Now if that had been a Watford, you would have got rid gone. of him. Yeah, you know? <laughs> uh, or or even a Norwich. Or, you know, one of the other said no. Go it bite you off, you know. But they've stuck with him, and I think that's that's the right decision. Somebody said to me once, you know, if you were to get rid of Rogers, which I don't think I'd, I don't want to, but if we were, would you take Ralph? And I'm say yes, one hundred percent. I think he is a He's good manager. Manager, yes. You know, I mean, they are sitting at the moment. In fact, I can't find them. Where are they sitting? Um, they're somewhere in the table. <laughs> I can't find them. What position? Are, oh, there they are. They're not. I mean, they're ninth in fairness, and they've not lost in five. So, all, all credit to Southampton, and I say, and all credit to Ralph. Uh, but I do fear for Norwich. I think they're down, and I don't know about you. What gets me with Watford and Norwich as well? They're taking spaces up that other teams that come up could come up and have a Can chance. Catch up from yeah. yeah. And don't get me wrong. I, I you know. I, once you come up and you go straight down, I get it. I do get it. But up, down, up, down, you know, it, it's – I just wish – and I say, if you're going to come up, you've got the money, make it, make at least make a fight of it. Would you, would you agree? I agree. Uh, you know, yeah. if you're going to, you know, get promoted up, at least put some effort in. And it just seems like – Norwich as a whole, the team, uh, it just seems like only individual players make the effort. Mm. And uh, team-wise, I think collectively they're failing. And it yeah. transpires on the pitch when you don't have your team organised. Yeah. I mean, they've conceded 40 goals. Um, and that's sort of, you know, Watford have only conceded 22 with respect to them. So that's almost like worth a point. Um, and they're just getting cut. Because, I mean, Burnley have started winning. Newcastle have 
well gone up the, the yeah. table. So I have a feeling it is going to be goodbye to Norwich. Um, uh, this I, might be the season that Norwich is gone. I, I think we all said that at the start. I don't think it was a surprise by that. Um, and then, of course, there was a lot of games yesterday. Um uh, Leeds and Tottenham, we'll come, we'll come on to all of these individually. Uh, Tottenham absolutely destroying Leeds. And, of course, it was Bielsa's I feel sorry for game. Bielsa. It was his last game. And, you know, the mm. way he brought up Leeds when no other manager really wanted to, he got them up into the championship the second time around. Um, credits to him. He's done a lot for Leeds. And that was his last game, uh, as harsh as it was. I think Kane uh, has just started to find his shooting boots again. Mm. And uh, Son as well, brilliant player. But can we talk about the signing of Kulosevsky? Now, I know he was linked to Arsenal, and unfortunately we did not get him in the window. Um, that fell on deaf ears. But that, my word, has he been a change and a game changer for Tottenham this season. Yes. And oh, I know I hate to give praise and credit to Tottenham, but uh, individually his brilliance and his you know directness of his game is something mm. to uh, keep an eye out for. Before we come on to Leeds, the thing with Tottenham is, I mean, they got Conti in, um, and I think, I mean, that Conti was able to come in and demand whatever he wanted, I think, having sort of turned them down in the summer. And he came in and they had a really good start. They were unbeaten five, six after he came in. And now the wheels have, are certainly coming off the wagon. He's going out in a press conference and saying, like, you know, Maybe they've got to, you know, look at me and look at my position. Uh, and you don't know they could, they can, they could just as easily win as as lose. Yes. And I think, you know, it would just happen to be Leeds United that were on the end of it this week. Definitely, and I think Leeds, you know, just like Leicester, they've had a lot of injuries. I know Calvin Phillips, uh, mm. Patrick Bamford has not uh, been well this season. They've been injured right, left, and center. So Leeds have had a lot of injuries, but defensively, they are very, very poor. Um, uh, defensively, they like to leave a lot of space, and it's easy for other teams to cut through straight on goal. Do you, I'm going on to Leeds now. Do you think they were right to sack Bielsa? Um, perhaps I think it was harsh. I think it should have been at the end of the season if they were going to make a decision, but yeah. apparently it was by mutual consent. Uh, he's done a lot for Leeds, bloody hell. Um, he mm. got them promoted uh, to the championship. And he dealt with the upbringing of most of the players now, like the likes of Calvin Phillips. I know Ben White, when he was at Leeds, he, he did well for them too. And I think he deserved a lot more credit. Uh, could have been done at the end of the season in a lot more respectful manner rather than mid-season. And to replace him with a nobody uh, is very questionable. Uh, yeah. The guy they have coming in now, I don't think he has managerial experience much in the no, Premier League at Jesse all. No, somebody, isn't it? I'm just, yeah, uh, he doesn't have yeah. Premier League experience, I believe. No, no. And and I'm, and I'm just totally in up here. I mean, in the last... Six games, they've let in 21 goals. I mean, you know, that's... that's. And that's I, you know, I'm, I'm saying yeah. that as a Leicester fan, we're letting them <laughs> in like nobody's business, but 21 goals. And I think that's, yeah. you know, they lost to Newcastle, which was a big game. Okay, they got a point against Villa, but it was three goals, three all. Lost to Everton 3-0, lost to Man United 4-2, lost to Leeds 6-0. Lost to Tottenham four nil. I mean, if they were just sort of one nil losses, or you know, you can see the team fighting, but then I, I can't see what else the board could do. To be honest with you, because he doesn't commit more than a year anyway. Do you think Leeds will get relegated? 
do you know what? I think they're very much in there. I mean, you know, I think, and no disrespect to, to Mello if he's still in, Norwich and Watford, I think, are the two teams that are down. Um, yeah, Watford Burn- are struggling too. Yeah, Burnley have suddenly started to find a bit of form. Um, hopefully that will desert them on Tuesday when they uh, host Leicester, but <laughs> probably not. Um, and then you've got Everton, Leeds and Brentford, who, between them, they've only won one in the last five games. Uh, and then you've got Newcastle, who haven't lost in five, are just yeah, a position they, now. they started to pick up yeah. four of Newcastle. And two points behind Leicester. But OK, you know, they've got the money. So Leeds are definitely in there, uh, uh, along with Everton. Um, the only thing I would say is that I suppose it, it, the guy that comes in, I mean, Leeds have played 26, so you've got 12 games left there that you can come in and do something. I know when we took on uh, Brendan Rodgers, there was all that um, furore about him coming you know, before yeah. the end of the season and didn't stay. But those 10 or so games that he had with Leicester City and the team as Premier League games will have told him a lot more than four or five meaningless pre-season friendlies which, to be honest with you, are a total waste of time. They're there. They are purely for fitness. Get match that's fitness, that's it. So I can see in a way why Leeds have done it. And I suppose if they didn't do it now, you could say it'd be too late. Um, and But don't you think if they waited till the end of the season, they, they may have got a better manager? But then again, it's Leeds. I mean, no disrespect to them, but... We yeah we won't we won't know because I always criticise clubs for getting rid of a manager and not having a plan as to who they want to go for. Who's replace yeah yeah. Now this guy's been out of work I think since December, uh, so maybe Leeds have had their eye on him. You know, um, I mean I don't know anything about him. He's obviously not managed in 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 England before. No, he hasn't. You know, it's like well, when we sacked Prell, within two weeks we'd got Rogers in. It was almost like you have somebody. If you run a business, you don't sack somebody if you haven't got an idea about who you could promote. You know, like I know if you get rid of you know staff member A, we could actually bring in staff member Q from this other team. So you wouldn't run a business like that and yet Tottenham managed to sack managers and have nobody in mind it, it's done so this will either be a huge mistake or it will be turned out that Leeds United board have done a marvelous decision and and plucked somebody out there that we we knew nothing about do you think they'll go down i you know i think i do think Leeds will get um relegated i just don't see them staying up and I think the new manager who's come in I think he might have a hard time adjusting to the Premier League he has no managerial yeah. experience in England so that might be um, something you know very questionable and I think they have 10 games left to play till the end of the season I just don't see them uh, striving through those fixtures I think if they go down I mean they, they did say that Bielsa may have walked at the end of the season anyway. Yeah, they did does, say that. Yeah, yeah. He, that's his sort of what what he normally does. But have they gone down? I think if they'd kept hold of Bielsa, a bit like Burnley did with Sean Dyche when they went down, I think he was the best option to actually bring them back up again. 
but like you say, time time will tell. Uh, good evening, Charlie. How are you, Scott? Chris, we're in a relegation fight on current form. I saw I saw what you posted in the last so many games <laughs> with bottom, but you know, hey, keep the faith. That's what we say. I had picked a Tottenham away win there, although I think I was on a pretty much a safe bet. But again, Tottenham, you don't know they they win one, lose one, win one, lose one, don't they? Um a team on the slide, this one, against a team on the way up. And you yes. could argue that they're buying themselves out of it, but we're all just jealous, aren't we? I mean, you know, if that was us after, you know, what Newcastle fans had gone through, we'd be, we'd be more than happy. I said Brentford, out of the three that had come up... I also ones... thought Brentford yeah. will stay up. Yeah. Um, I don't see them getting relegated. I think they have it just a bit in them to stay up for the rest of the season. But this game in particular, foolish, foolish tackle uh, from De Silva, you know, getting sent off early on. Brentford were at a disadvantage, uh, 10 men down. And I'm very proud of Arsenal's ex-player, Joe Willock. Uh, we sold him for $25 million, I believe. Great yeah. business, by the way. But more yes. importantly, the guy's finally getting a lot more minutes under his belt in, in the Premier League for a team like Newcastle. Um, even the likes of St. Maximum, uh, Caleb Wilson, they've been doing great. I know they didn't get on the score sheet, but Newcastle, you could argue they paid the ref with the oil money, but, um, you know, I think they're, I think Newcastle will stay up. They're starting to win games more. So, um, if they just try to be consistent, I think they can, um, stay up and away from relegation zone. I mean, Newcastle's last five is one nil over Leeds, three, one over Everton, 1-0 over Villa, 1-1 with West Ham, 2-0 with Brentford. That that is, you know, mid-table security form. They they're not they're not going to go down. They've got a good manager. I mean, obviously being on the south coast here, I've seen what what Eddie Howe did at uh, Bournemouth in taking them from minus 27 points in the bottom tier to the Premier League. And I think he's a good manager. I did question whether he was a long-term manager because once they get Stayed up and got you know maybe another season in them. Would they want a bigger name to take over? Yeah, um, that that's my. But he's doing a fantastic job now, and and good luck to him again. Another manager I would have um, at, at Leicester, but Brentford just I say they've not won in five. In five they've got one point with a nil nil draw against Palace. Great buying Ericsson though. Yeah. I think that was great business for them buying Ericsson. You know, you've seen how how well Ericsson did at Tottenham before. And um, I'm glad to see him playing again after, you know, what happened during the Euros. Hopefully he's okay and good to see him back up on his feet again. Yes, and and we wish him we wish him all the best and hope he has a, a good. I think he's come out and said, whatever you do, don't take, you know, don't be nice to me. Just treat me like any other footballer. Yeah. Total, total credit to, to Ericsson, and we wish him all the best for the rest of the season. Uh, but yeah, I can see, I say Newcastle literally are now just two points behind us. Um, now then, I got this one wrong. Um, what do you make of Villa under Steve? I Gerard? got this one wrong too because I mm. wanted Brighton to win, and Aston Villa ended up costing me on Fantasy Premier League. The one time I sold uh, Maddie Cash, he ends up scoring. Um, easy goal for Brighton to concede and defensively I know they have Lewis Dunk back uh, he was back mm. from injury but 
it just seems like Cucurella and Dunk, um, they're struggling in Brighton this game. It was very easy for Aston Villa to get through, cut through on Brighton defensively, just like Leicester almost. Um, they, I mean, you can't say injuries for this. Like Leicester, you can say injuries have costed them, but for Brighton, it's not injuries. It, it seems like um, a lackluster in defence. I mean, you've got here what people are shouting as as to, you know, uh, future England managers. You know, everybody's going mad about um, Graham Potter and Stephen yeah. Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard had a bit of a mixed time at Villa. He came in and had a bit of a, a boost, but this is the first win in, in quite a few games for him. What do you make of his opposite number there, Graham Potter? I mean, I kind of think that everybody's screaming about how good he is and I'm kind of saying, well, what's he actually won in England? Yes, he's won something elsewhere, uh, Sweden or somewhere, but I don't know, in fairness, how good that league is. Um, but he's doing, I mean, again, they're intense, you know, but they've lost the last three. What What do you make of um, of uh, of Graham Potter? And Graham Hello Potter, Hayden? personally, I don't really rate him. I think he's an overrated manager, personally, mm. um, not to discredit him or anything, but... I think a lot of people rate him a lot more than what he's actually achieved in uh, England. I, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with I you. Um, you know, if if he if if he gets Brighton into a European place, I will take my hat off because then I you think can give Brighton, him credit because that's when yeah. he's actually achieved something. Yes, right? yeah. yeah, and I think for Brighton achieving a European place, even if it's the you know much aligned uh, Conference League, it's still a big thing for Brighton. Yeah, it's for them to start somewhere for sure. Yeah, uh, Aston Villa, like you say, I mean they've they've lost two in five, they've won two in five. They're sort of like yeah, you know, <laughs> neither one thing or the other at the moment. Um, yeah, it's almost like Aston Villa take one step forward and then end up yes. end up losing a game that they can easily win. So what is that like to take a step forward? I, I wouldn't know. I'm used to <laughs> taking them back at the moment, but um, this was the game. This was the game that um, I did a watch along. Well, we're supposed to be with that. Uh, we're supposed to be with Dan, but it ended up just being me for some of it, you know. And like I say, Dan, if you need me at any time, still got it, mate. Still got it. Here to help. <laughs> it, it was. It was a funny game because um, Burnley started off really well. The goal from Palace seemed to kind of knock them back. Yes. Um, I thought Burnley, on the current form, were going to go and win this. Um, that's you know, I, I put them down for a win, which Dan accuses me. That's why they lost. Um, and it, it was a bit of a two-throw game, and you know, it, they got the goal straight after half time, and then it seemed towards the end like both teams were sort of settling for the point. Yeah, it seems like Burnley tired out. Um after that second half, after they got that goal. And I know it was the own goal in the end, but mm. it just seems like they weren't trying as much in the final third, um, really struggling to get through on goal. And it seemed like both teams were getting tired and thought, all right, we'll just take the point at the end of the day. But I had um, I had Burnley to win this game comfortably. Mm. And I've got to be honest with you, and I said this to, to Dan, I said, we've got Burnley on Tuesday. Um, we've not played this weekend, so... Technically speaking, you say that should work in our favour. Yeah. But on that performance, I mean, on the performance against Tottenham, when they obviously beat Tottenham, I was like, oh, my God, we've got to play this lot next, you know. Um, 
now, having seen that game, yeah, you know, I'm not quite as worried. Um, so we'll see what we'll see which Burnley turn up, but more importantly, obviously, we'll see which, which Leicester turn which up. Leicester turn up <laughs> exactly. Um, I agree with Dan. You do seem to give Burnley the prediction of death. <laughs> go well. Um, let, I, let, do you think I should uh, go for a Burnley win on Tuesday? <laughs> that might do us a favour. Um, I mean, we won. We won three one. Uh, in, in Europe, but the performance, and, and I do have a major disagreement here with, with Brad on this, because we won 3-1, but an opposition side, the standard of Randers, of all places, had 25, I think it was, 23 or 25 shots at our goal. Now, the goal they scored, it was such an awful pitch, you can't blame anybody, it was a, it was just yeah. a standard pass back, and it hit a a, a tuft or whatever and, and went in and, and well went past Michael. There was no um, way you could have saved that. No, 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 no. That was you can't blame anybody for that. But yeah, I think as an Arsenal fan, if you'd have gone away and played Randers and they'd got 25 shots against you, you'd be going, Well, hang on, what's going on here? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, we got the you know, you could say, Well, you know, we won't play turn up and play like that against Burnley. You don't know with Leicester this season. I'm hoping not, but it, it was a dead end rubber before the it's game. It's an away and... game for you guys too, I believe, right? Sorry, it's an away match, right, for Leicester? It, or... Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, but I think the fact that we also we scored in the first sort of two minutes kind of killed He's the game good. off. And yeah. we, you could argue we were probably only in uh, only in second gear, but I just don't think we can find third or fourth this season. This now, I've got to say, well done to Mella. Because Roy Hodgson's come in. Um, I don't know if he can keep you up or not, but he seems to have the voodoo over Man United. I had this down as a home win. Um, I can't... I couldn't believe this was a nil-nil, to be honest with you. I thought, you know, as much as I cannot stand Manchester United, let me <laughs> emphasize that, as much as I cannot stand Man United, um, I yeah. had this down as, unfortunately, a Man United win. And thankfully, uh, Watford, you know, you held it down, you held it together. Cristiano Ronaldo scores early on in the game, but it's ruled offside, not able to catch a break. Um, a lot of the times, Man United, they hit the post, uh, they couldn't get through to break through on goal. And Watford, you know, held it down for 80-something minutes or so. You know, defensively, I think they did all right. They they were good. They were solid, organized. Um, and at the end of the day, I think Man United with Harry Maguire. Um, Chris Lester's business, 80 million pounds selling Harry Maguire to Man United <laughs> is the best business Lester have ever done uh, in recent years. Um, hats off. I'm going to wait till we sell Tillemans or 80 to <laughs> Arsenal. That might, <laughs> that might match it. <laughs> but um, in this game, uh, Maguire, I think it was Lindelof as well. Lindelof was having a, a poor game. Mm. Um, and, you know, Varane, a Champions League player from Real Madrid, he just hasn't lived up to the hype, lived up to the name at Man United. And it seems like they're having a lot of issues um, with um, a lot of their players, you know, yeah. wanting to leave, not interested in in performing. I, I think with, 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 with Man United at the moment is, and I have, a lot of, I have a lot of banter with Man United fans, but in all seriousness, and I've started to say this a lot, and a couple of agreeing that, there's so many of their fans that weren't born or don't remember pre-Ferguson. Yeah. 
pre-Ferguson, Man United were just another another Tottenham, or, or no disrespect at the moment, but another Arsenal. Now, they're, they're the same. You'd put those three, Tottenham, Arsenal, Man United, in the same in a basket. While they had Ferguson, my God, were they amazing, and, and he was an amazing manager. But you're not, you're just back to what you were before. And if you were such, and you are such a big club worldwide, you've got that, I grant you. But you shouldn't have to install a temporary manager until the end of the season. Because, when, again, the season we won it, Man City announced Pellegrini was leaving at the end of the season with about seven or eight games to go. And the players just gave up. Why should their players, and they've got, I'm saying basically, with that team Manchester United have got, they should be top of the league. Yeah. With, and the amount of money they spend in the summer, you know, Jaden Sancho bringing Cristiano Ronaldo back, a Champions League brand. <laughs> Scott, oh my God. <laughs> uh, the amount I'm of sorry, money I, can't, spend... I can't control Scott. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> no, the he, amount he... of money they spent versus how they actually perform with these players, it's very concerning. Yeah. And as an yeah. Arsenal fan, I'm glad they're dropping points to team like what to teams like Watford, but hopefully I don't jinx myself when we play them on March 6th. Um, you know, we really mm. have to try to be um, neck and neck with them and catch up. You have, I mean, hit the nail. I mean, I said at the start of the season, sorry, that if Solskjaer doesn't win something this season with the players he's got, then he'll be gone by the end of the season. And he was. Yeah. Like I say, having to bring somebody in on a temporary basis is surely below Man United. I think they're um, waiting for a manager like um, Ten Hag or Pochettino when Pochettino leaves PSG. But, but to be honest with you, those sort of players... Oh, sorry, those sort of managers should be walking barefoot over bro- broken glass yeah. to, <laughs> to, to get in there. To get there. Um, now, I'm going to say um, to Mella, you know, I'd, all joking aside, you won't go down as bottom because that is Norwich. Um, you've got as much chance if Everton and Leeds get drawn in of staying up. Um, you've got Arsenal next as it as it happens. I'm not sure if that is home or away. Um, it's a home match for what proof? It's all, yeah, so it's away for Arsenal. Um, this was a great result for you, Mella. There is absolutely no doubt yeah. about it, you know. Um, Millie, I mean, I say Arsenal away. Um, yeah, I'm not, Watford. you know, I'm not looking confident. I know it's Watford, but don't underestimate teams like Watford. Look at they held together a draw to Man United, mm. who play at home, mind you, with all their fans in their stadium. So, um, I, I hope that doesn't happen, Mella. Um, I will be. Fuming if that happens. Um, I don't want. An- though, I don't want another season. game like Wolves, where you know, ninety-four minutes, I'm living on my edge with with my inhaler, um, almost having a heart attack <laughs> over that match. Um, I want to see us perform well when it matters, and right now it matters. Every single game until the next uh, ten games left matters. So yes. put in the effort from minute one to minute ninety. Don't you know half-ass your way sit back and invite pressure onto us. We are playing away. So, you know, the fans have to be that 12th man. And oftentimes our fans are not the the, the case. With Leicester, no. even when you're losing, your fans are right by the team. You know, whether you like it or not, uh, Brendan Rodgers, the fans stay by the team when, when you're yeah. losing even. And well, that, that yeah. matters. Certainly do. Um, like I say, I just don't know with Arsenal, you know, with their... Away form that could be just be an interesting game. Um, 
and and for both you both need the points for for, for different reasons. Um, but Mate Mella going for a one nil to Watford there. Um, good luck now. Here we go. I mean, the thing with this was this frustrated me. This game really like it was a snooze fest. It was only one nil. That's what I can't get past. It was a snooze fest. Um, how a team like Manchester City, who are the Premier League champions, how are you only scoring one goal to a team like Everton? You know, where yeah. I thought it was a I was I predicted five nil, six nil. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was gonna be comfortable, uh easy win for Manchester City, but Everton held it through. Only a one nil defeat, not so bad as you know when we lost to them. Uh we were you know, we lost one nil at home, but away at the start of the season we got slapped up by them. Yes, yeah. I just can you? I mean, I, as I, I was completely. I mean, I went for the away win, and I thought it would be would be very comfortable. But it, this kind of, for me, sums up the whole season, really, for all the clubs. You just don't know who's going to beat who. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, it's very unpredictable. This it season. is. And credits to Frank Lampard. I think he got the substitutions right in that game, although they lost. Mm. It was only an, it was an easy goal from Phil Foden to get through, but until the 80th minute, Everton held on. So that's something to give them credit to. To a team like Manchester City, I think they did well to defend well for yeah. 80 minutes. Yeah. Again, you know, and I think he made some good signings in the January window. I think Van der Beek uh, and Van Beek. on loan. Um, Dilly uh, Ali as well. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it, it was an amazing signing, but I just. <sighs> I think I think sometimes when you when you see clubs like Everton, you look at it and you don't realise maybe how deep it actually goes and how badly they're doing. You know, you think, oh yeah, it's only been a couple of seasons, but it could be quite. You know, it's, it's like a it's like a plant if you like. The roots can go quite deep on on what's gone wrong in the past, and yeah. they did well to hold uh, Man City just to, to one nil. Can you see Everton going down? Um. No, uh, I think yes. Yes and no. Yes, <laughs> meaning if they can't win their next fixtures. I don't think they have tough fixtures coming coming up uh, soon. I think if they can get, you know, two wins or so through that, I can see them staying up and possibly Watford being the ones to go down. Yeah, they've got um, they're away to Tottenham next. So yeah, you've got I two teams there. That... <laughs> How are you going to predict that one? You know, uh, Scott's got a question for you here. Uh, in all seriousness, do you think Leicester come away with six points from the oh. next two games against Burnley and Leeds? I think Leeds, uh, I know it's a new manager, so oftentimes people say new manager bounce, but this manager doesn't have any experience in the in Europe, so I think that you could win. Burnley, I'm mm. going to say a draw, so I don't see you getting away with six points, if I'm no. being honest, uh, against Burnley and Leeds. I think you'll draw with Burnley. Yeah, I look at that and I can see hopefully four points. Yeah, I can't, like you say, draw yeah. and then then beat Lee. We're at home to lead, so you know that's how I would say. If you gave me four points now, I would I would gladly gladly take it. Uh, Leeds or Everton would be the third okay. team. Yeah, I to think go Leeds down, will. You know, um, but we'll come on to the table in a second. But there was one game today, which was West Ham versus Wolves, and I went for a draw. <laughs> it did look. Like it was going to be a draw. Um, West Ham. <sighs> Antonio should have done better in this game, Chris. He had the movement right. He was full on pace today. But the guy just couldn't get through on goal today. And 
I thought it would be a 1-1 draw. But yeah, we'll yeah. just prove me wrong. To me, West Ham at the moment, they're, they're a bit like, you know, when, when you do a fart under the quilt, you just can't get rid of it. You know, it just hangs around. And, uh, sorry, anybody. Sorry, Richard, if you're still watching to compare West Ham to a fart. But they are the sort of, they'll lose one. I mean, you know, if you look at the last five, it's lost one, drawn, drawn one. They're just kind of still hanging on in there, aren't they? But Wolves, I mean, up until... I think they lost. Well, they lost that one, obviously, and they lost to to yourselves, yeah. um, two one. Uh, that was the last minute goal. Too, yes, so. yeah. Well, you like Tottenham, aren't you? You just like to score after ninety <laughs> minutes. You, know? <laughs> you look up to Tottenham so much, but you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past Wolves getting in that top seven and getting Europe. No, and I think Wolves are are one of our main threats to that top four spot. I think you know that Wolves game that we played against them was crucial, and mm. until we got that first goal i thought this game is out of our hands um and you know losing to west ham all right that's one game but i think they have good fixtures coming up next and jimenez has been really good for them i know he's mm. he came back from a serious head injury but the guy has been in form uh and doing great for them i nuri someone else uh who's a really good defender uh connor cody another name to yeah. mention and I think they have some good players in there. I don't see – I see Wolves making it into the top five, top six. The next game is at home to Palace, so that is is a winnable game for them. And West Ham at home – well, they, they go to Anfield at Liverpool. That is – That's a tough not, game. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a tough game for that's West Ham. That's not going to be a pretty sight for sure. I don't think so. Uh, obviously, Liverpool being on a high uh, of today. Like I say – there was four teams that didn't play. Two of them, Leicester Arsenal, obviously was totally missed, and, and you know it wasn't the same. You know, match of the day wasn't the same without us on it. But um, looking at the top of the table, um, you know, you got Man City. I mean, Liverpool are back in it, aren't they? Let's be honest. For sure. And I think the title is still, you know, up for grabs between Man City and Liverpool. I think, I think Liverpool. You can't just write them off just yet. No, I mean, you know, not lost in five. Uh, yeah. Man City are well. They lot. They've, they've only won three in the last five, including they got a draw against Southampton of all people, and of course lost to that last minute goal against Tottenham. Yeah, Man City. We know how you feel with that one. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you were to, and you know, would I'm going to ask you here? I ask everybody that comes on, and it changes every week. But in no particular order, uh, who would your top four be? Do you think at the end of the season? Um, Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, and hopefully Arsenal. I've got to be honest with you, looking at that, and like I say, it does change week in, week out, obviously, but yeah, yeah Manchester City and Liverpool, it's going to be between them for the title. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, I I have no feelings either way for either of them, to be honest with you. So I suppose a little bit more Liverpool simply because Man City have just won it so often. So, um, but then again, if if Liverpool win it, they've won two Premier Leagues and they go ahead of us. So maybe I won't, well, I won't want that. Maybe I want Manchester City after all. Chelsea, who I predicted to win it. Uh, at the start of the season. Of I also down. predicted them at the start of the season. Yeah, I am so surprised. Uh, and tape please that they lost today because of the goalkeeper. But, um, yeah, they'll finish probably third. And at the moment, I think 
I think it's going to be you, to be honest with you. I wow. think, you know, you've won. I know. Can you believe? Clip that and save that because you'll never hear me say it again. <laughs> I just heard Chris uh, say Arsenal's making top four. Wow. I know. I know. Can you believe it? Oh, God. I tell you, what, I need to take my medicine. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I think, I mean, you've got the momentum. Uh, Nobody seems to want that top four place, do they? You know, Man United, West Ham. You well, you know. can say the same thing with us. You know, the way hmm. we held up against Wolves, I think we played really poor defensively. Uh, and last minute, we got an own goal. It wasn't even a goal from one of us. It, it was a deflection off of the goalkeeper. So you're right. Man United, West Ham and Arsenal, I don't think none of them are trying as hard for top no. four as we should be. No, it could, like you say, you just uh, so say it's like, that it's accused us of for the last few seasons, you know, who wants that fourth place um, yeah. at the moment could be anybody. And I, I think um, it's too soon to write off teams like Wolves. Definitely. I think, I don't know that they'll make the top four, but I think they will be in the top seven. Fifth or Tot sixth, yeah. Tottenham, I'm not sure about. Tottenham, it all seems to be falling apart again, doesn't it? Yeah, especially managerial-wise, it seems like Antonio Conte, um, he's not getting what he asked for when he signed with Tottenham. And I know in the summer he rejected them, and and then apparently it was like some agreement with him and Levi to yeah. um, work together. But it seems like it's falling apart. Who who knew that would happen, eh? Um, Scott, I've, I've <laughs> I'll have whatever you're drinking, please. Uh, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Leicester. <laughs> yeah, that would have to be one of the turnarounds. We've had the great escape. We've had the 5,000 to 1 win. Doing that, I think, would be a bigger achievement than either of those. What I'm more worried about is seeing us in this part of the table. Um, I don't think Leicester will go in that part of the table, Chris. You're do you know? I mean, you, you, you can't quite see it on there, but we're 27 the amount of talent, The amount of talent you have in your squad, and I know you don't have necessarily the easiest of fixtures ahead. You do have Arsenal soon, so that's probably the toughest fixture out of the three. Of Next, course. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a comfortable win for us like when we played you guys at home. Um, mm. I think you guys have some good players. It's just injuries that's really kept you guys apart. That's the only thing that I'm... I'm obviously, I, I wish COVID on nobody but at, I think at all. Really to say, if you were to say Leicester would be uh, in, the, in the 16th, 17th uh, place, I, I don't see that happening. That's very harsh. It is, when we do have games in hand, but like you say, you need points on the table. Um, I think we've been a bit of a, especially I think Brendan Rodgers has been, um, it's the downfall of his own success because he's done. we've done so well and he's done so well for the last yeah. two seasons. It seems like the pressure is on him. Yes, it is. It is. Um, and, and, you know, a bit like, a bit like even Ralph. Maybe he knows the end is near if he doesn't achieve something with Leicester this season. I mean, it's it's weird because we got rid of Ranieri the season yeah. after he won us the Premier League. We, at that point, were in uh, a relegation scrap. I think we were either 17th or 18th when he went, although we were doing well in the Champions League. We're doing well, as you could say, in Europe this season. We're there or thereabouts. The only thing with Rodgers, which I don't think Ranieri was, is Rodgers is very much an appointment a time and over the time to build it. Do you know what I mean? He's yes. he's come in. He's got some of the youngsters through. He has yes. more youngsters to work with to grow yeah. the team. He's he's bringing through. You no, know, in fairness, that's what well you could argue. Pro started it, but you know, I think that with Rogers, I think it's sometimes you look at a manager and you think he's a good fit for that club. 
as you looked at, I always said Nuno was a good fit for for Wolves before you know they, they, yes. they, they split. And I think Rogers is a good fit for us. And you know, everybody says, "Oh, it's third season syndrome." Well, if we stay up, then let's give him a fourth season. Let's see how he does. And if we're talking about this same time next season, maybe he's got to go. But I don't know if I finish tenth. If we finish tenth. 11th or 9th around there and win the uh, conference league it's still been a good uh, still been a good season for us below us it, it, i say like we said newcastle they're just that they're, they're they'll probably you know i think they'll finish top half to be honest with you now um good manager playing well not lost in five um from there downwards to me like i say i think brentford personally could get drawn into it uh, Burnley Leicester is a huge game on Tuesday for both teams for different reasons. I don't. I can see Burnley staying up. Can you? I do. I can see um, Burnley staying up. The new signings of Whitehorse. Um, I think he's been a great signing for them, and um, I think Burnley have just about in them to stay up this season. Yes, they they, they do do it, and they, you know, I mean, Dan will say, you know, they are very much a, a second half of the season team, but I, they've never been as bad as this uh, uh, since they've been back up. I don't think. Well, they're in Europe. Let's be honest with you. One season, they actually made it into the Europa League. Um, surprised to see how badly they have done this season. Um, I can see them staying up. Sorry, Mela, I do believe Watford will go down with like Norwich, you know. Yeah. And then, I've got to be honest with you, take your choice from Burnley, Everton, Leeds and Brentford. <laughs> it's going to be one of those four for me. Um, I'd like it to be Everton, only because I like to see the big clubs struggle from time to time. And when I say big clubs, I know Everton, you can't say Everton or Man City, but they've never been relegated. Yeah, they've never been relegated. It's, they've had just about what left in them to stay up all the time. Yeah, they, they kind I of... I think Newcastle will stay up as well. Oh, Newcastle, I think, you know, I think that's a I given, like clear. I say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Everton, they're just sort of, you know, they're, they're in that little, sort of fifth, sixth, seventh sort of group of teams for me. So to see them go down uh, and say a Burnley stay up... For I a just change. Think yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mella says here quite rightly, don't rule out Southampton for your conference league. No, no, not at all. Like I say, I think uh, I think you're right there, Mella. He's done he's done a good they job. Haven't lost at home in twelve games. Yeah, they yeah. they've been playing well. I think and they're going under nice. the radar. Yeah, yeah, I think they are. Um, and, and good luck to Southampton, like I say, and good luck to Ralph. I think to take what he had to just said earlier to take what he had to take on. Um, that uh, he, you know, he's done really, really well. Uh, Scott says it's that gin you keep going on about in your shows, Chris. Don't know what you mean, Scott. Don't know what you mean. Um, yep, we are meeting up soon. Well, not obviously physically because uh, <laughs> that would be wrong. Uh, plus, that would also be impossible because you're sort of half a continent away. But we've got Leicester and Arsenal meeting soon, so hopefully, yeah. we can get together and do something for then. Um, Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, I'll be happy. I'm back on here with a wonderful result again. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, you are one of our bogey teams, but the problem is that that list is getting longer and longer and longer <laughs> and longer each season. But Arsenal are a bogey team for us, always have been. Uh, but uh, 
give everybody again, give everybody a shout. Where where can they find you? Well, thank you so much for having me on your show, Chris. It's been a while since I've been on here, so I'm glad to be it's been back. Great having you and, on. And um, more importantly, if you guys haven't already, check out Chris's website, Lester Till I Die TV. Uh, he does a lot of articles. He does a lot of content as well. So do check him out and make sure to give a subscribe to his channel as well. He does content every single day. And uh, surprisingly, I saw him do a boxing watch along, which was really out of the ordinary. But if you guys want to check out my channel, it's Miss Melina, and I do FPL and Arsenal related content. Do do check that. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes, I did a boxing watch along, didn't I? Didn't yeah. I? yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, I have to do community service, and that community service is helping out Dan on his channel. <laughs> I'm sure I've gone over the hours that I was meant to do. But, uh, Mel, thank you so much for coming on. As always, it is a pleasure, and it's been too long. Thanks for coming on. Enjoy those roundabouts. <laughs> don't, don't ask anybody, but apparently they don't have roundabouts in Canada. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But um, <laughs> did you ever get that calendar? The the the, the best roundabout, twelve best roundabouts in England. Oh no! I, I I should get it. You should get it. It, it. it is breathtaking. I'll tell you, it's breathtaking. Melina, thank you so much. All the best to yourself and to your dad as well, and to your whole family. And thank you for coming on. Your links are in the description in uh, the YouTube description, so people can still find you after the show is finished. Thank you thank very you much. Thank you so much for having me on, Chris. Not a problem. And I will never, ever, ever say Arsenal will finish where I said earlier again. <laughs> that was a one-off. <laughs> that was the gin talking. <laughs> <laughs> thank nice you very much you, take care thank bye you bye. bye bye thank you so much to melina uh all the way from canada indeed um she was the lovely uh lovely person that, uh, that i when i ordered my um toronto t-shirt uh well football shirt sent it me through lovely lovely lady please go and support her channel she does a lot of fantasy football as well fantasy football i get that's brilliant i just don't do it FIFA, watching FIFA, watch alongs, not for me, I'm afraid, you know. Um, and you're back again, Jordan. Hello. <laughs> we did this earlier, didn't we? Um, Vardy is also a bogey player, says Scott, playing against Arsenal. Um, says thank you to Molina. Jordan says bye. Well done again, Jordan. Well done. Um, I can't stand Kepper. I really can't. It couldn't have happened to a nicer person. Hey, he says, I am going to be back uh, tomorrow. What are we? Yes, honestly, I am here. I'm like a bad rash. I'm like a, I'm like a fart in a spacesuit. You can't get rid of me. I'm here on Monday at seven doing a preview of the Burnley show. We're getting Dan. Yep, Dan the man from Turfmore House will be on that along with myself and Craig. And then at nine o'clock, I'm over to his channel again, uh, Dan. Got it here, just in case, you know, in case your, your channel flop falls down again, I'm there. Uh, at nine o'clock, Turf Morehouse TV to do exactly the same on his channel. And then on, um, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Here we go. And then on Tuesday, we'd, I'm going to risk it and do a watch along at 7.15 for Burnley with Dan again. I love the watch alongs when you've got like there a Leicester versus a Burnley fan because Leicester are playing Burnley both on, so that would be good. Post-match then at 10.30, straight after the match with Brad as normal. 
And that's if Brad wakes up, of course. If not, we'll have to message Chloe and ask her to give him a bell. He just like his sleeps. Guys, have a good rest of the weekend. Well done to Liverpool. Commiserations to Chelsea. And I will see you all. Thanks for watching. And if you're watching this on podcast, or sorry, watching it on podcast, I have had too much gin. If you're listening to it on podcast, uh, thank you so very much. And whatever you do tonight, please, 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 just spare a thought for uh, everybody that is in the Ukraine. Football is with you. Lester Till I Die is with you. We wish them all the best. Good night and uh, take care. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.